you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 18 of The Tech Box. I'm David Rich and we are joined by this week, Mr Richard Yates. Hello Richard. Good morning Dave, hope you're well. I am, thank you very much. And I think we're probably going to have a mishmash of chats again and we're going to probably go to James at some point and hopefully Andy and yourself and James are going to meet up at Stoke and Church. And indeed Rich and Leon as well. The mythical, oh. the mythical Leon apparently does Le- exist. He's not going to go. He he's is. not going to go. He will let you down at the last minute. No, he'll, he'll be there. Whether we get him on mic is a different matter. Well, that's another matter, yeah. You may not get him to talk, but he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be there, Richard, because Something everybody knows. always everyone always does these in the middle of nowhere. You're not you wrong. Know? You're not wrong. I mean I mean, you know, the idea with this one was that we would probably have it somewhere in the in the Midlands, but unfortunately Andy has only been granted a, a, a I think about a four hour slot by his mum, so um, that's all we've got. <laughs> so he can he can walk to this place from from home. <sighs> uh, so so he's got his mum's permission. I guess his dad's probably given him permission as well. Um, I, I believe he may even have his long trousers on on this occasion because it's a bit cold. So we'll see him for a few hours, and that'll be good fun. So if I say I'm not allowed out, then you are you're going to come to Hull, are you? Is that is that how it works? <sighs> And then all I have to do is walk to my local pub. I do think we need to have, have, a, have a meeting further north than, than Stoke and Church, that's for sure. But never mind, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you, mate? Yeah, there's a few of us up north, actually. Rich, there Leon, myself. Uh, right. d- d- James is not definitely not north, is he? So, uh... No, no, James is, James is in that place that, that Steve thinks is the centre of the universe. <laughs> it's, yes, so say no more. I've never got, yeah. I've never got over his PSC pub meet where he said Reading's fairly central, and I was thinking for whom. But um, there you go. Never mind. We all we all live in our own little little bubbles, don't we? Really. But well, well that should, should be good. So theoretically, then me and you talking now, we should by the end of this episode have jumped into the future and recorded all sorts of pub noise. Yeah, and we should just about have almost all of us on as well, although. And one, one or two absentees who really would find it rather hard to get to Stoke and Church, but but there you go. So, yeah. So what what are we what are we going to chat about then? Well, I'm going to ask for a bit of advice from from you really as to whether what I'm trying to do is, is stupid, uh, and that is um, one of the there are lots of good things about being self-employed, but one of the bad things about it is that everybody expects you to be available twenty four seven, and the last twice I've been on holiday, it's been especially bad. You know, people ringing up regardless of the fact that they're away and you know you can put a nice sort of auto reply in your email you know I'll, I'll look at my emails in the evening but um you know i won't be available during the day but somehow the message never seems to get over so um the last holiday we had was especially bad i was probably getting three or four uh, calls from people who didn't want to be ignored because what would happen was they'd call i'd ignore it and then i'd get a, a fairly grumpy message saying i need to talk to you it's really important mm. so i decided that i'm going to take unilateral action and, and basically to, to split my um, my phone so that one has nothing to do with work on it you know no work emails yeah um different whatsapp accounts and whatever um so i've spent a good part of the last 10 days trying to set up a phone that doesn't actually have anything on it work-related, but at the same time means that I can actually do what I want to do. And, and in fact, it's surprisingly difficult because um, first problem is things like Google+, Plus, for example. Um, if I have Google+, Plus on the phone, I've kind of, in a way, got sort of something going on with the, my, my business email because my Google+, Plus account is, is the same as the, the business email. Um, and it also has to be said that I actually... 
uh, I do feel a compulsion to sort of look at things if people send me messages. So the only way of doing this is effectively to leave Google Plus off the phone. Uh, or I suppose start using a different Google Plus account, which is an, another option I've looked at. But Google, uh, Google Plus is very heavy with the notifications. I've noticed yeah. that it's it's always pinging, and if it doesn't ping you, it sends you an email. So yeah, they, they do like the notifications to Google Plus. So it's probably best to get rid of it altogether. Yeah, I think that may be may be right. I mean, you know, uh, nobody really minds you stop for a coffee, catch up with with uh, Twitter or something like that. But um, once you start getting into the realms of you know, more than one social media thing on the go, uh, and it, it just all becomes a pain. But but there are a number of sort of issues that I haven't quite resolved because things are, are connected to particular phone numbers. So, for example, my WhatsApp account is connected to the, the same phone I use for for business now. I know I can change that. That's that's on my list of jobs this weekend is to is to change my WhatsApp number. This is where I think Telegram is, of course, much better because it's oh, not, definitely. Not, not locked to anything. And, and more to point, it has a decent desktop client as well. But try as I, I, I might, I can't get anybody to actually use Telegram. So, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my daughter sort of just sort of said to me, not going to happen, Dad. And I'm thinking, great, thanks, Don. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the moment, I'm, I'm kind of between, uh, between two phones. Um, uh, and, of course, the inevitable has now happened, and that is that I'm now carrying them both around with me all of the time. But... But that's that's hopefully going to change when I have a few days off. Uh, the plan is to uh, to leave the work phone at home, uh, or at the very least, if I'm away, maybe put it in the in the hotel safe until till the evening and reply to emails on a daily basis. Because that is the other problem. I get such a volume of emails. If I if I you know if I, if I had a 24 hour period off, I'd probably come back to 200 emails. And and uh, and then of course, if you then have, have 10 days off, you've got 2,000 emails to catch up on it. it yeah. It's just a nightmare. But, but if I was just looking at it on a daily basis, that, that would, I think, be a lot less painful than the, the current situation. Where, yeah, I want, I want to be helpful, but I'd also actually like to have a break. That's, that's kind of the idea of having a holiday, isn't it? Well, most businesses, don't they? I, I get yourself employed, so you, maybe you should sort of adopt the whole mentality of being employed. So you get issues with a company phone. It's locked down. You mm. can't have any personal attributes on it, and that's that. But obviously you're self-employed, so the, there's, it's always there to mix the two. It is, and, but, and that's the problem, of course, is because, I mean, I've been self-employed for a long time now. I can't remember, coming up 30 years. Obviously all that time I haven't had... Uh, smartphone but i had a mobile fairly early on in that process and i'm lucky that an awful lot of the people that i work with uh, have, have worked with me for a good part of that 30 year period and they they sort of expect that when they want to get hold of me i'll be available well mm. same time the level to which this has got is now getting a bit silly uh, you know if something if something's urgent i don't mind neither does my wife well you know I, yeah of course i'll try and sort something out there and then but you know people People often sort of think things are actually more urgent than they, they perhaps are, because if I reply to an email at the end of the day, I think that probably in, in the vast majority of cases will be enough. So anyway, I'm going to experiment with it. If after three days my business phone has got lots of really upset people on it, I suppose I'll have to go back to where I started. But I, I'm going to give it a go, because for the sake of sanity, I need a bit of a rest. Um, and, and I think as well, you know, that's the whole point of going on holiday, isn't it? Is to, is to sort of freshen you up and give you a break and mm. and generally, you know, give you something to, to play play the game with, as it were. Well, it, it irks me receiving test, text messages and things about work on my personal device. That's yeah. my personal device. So, I mean, you, there's always the other angle as well here, Richard. So there's a couple of points. You, let's, So one, it's an opportunity. So all those clients that want to get you out of hours, 
brilliant. You can have a higher premium tariff, maybe. Do, do where, I, even, uh, I even thought of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean having a, a premium rate phone number are diverting to my mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after after five o'clock, if you want to get hold of me, that's fine. If you're paying X service plan to get hold of me, then that's fine. I'll service you, and that might also deter people from actually saying, actually, you want you know after five o'clock, he's going to bill us more. Um, but then there's also security as well. Let's say you're on holiday, sunning it up, and you've got your work sort of stuff on your personal device obviously it's all one and let's say you lose your your device yeah. there's you're not only losing all those personal photos etc you're all use, losing all that company information yeah that's absolutely so, true yeah, whereas right. if you can keep that back at home in the uk locked away or just even turned off i mean so you, you are i don't know leaving yourself i don't know if you're regulated in any way but oh, potentially gotcha. You know, yeah. there's a... I mean, yes, you are. I, I think the thing about that is, though, look how hard it, you know, the FBI had to try to get into a locked iPhone. It, it, yeah. it, it isn't necessarily uh, that easy. But, yeah, I mean, the potential's there, isn't it? You know, I, I always um, I always go for the self-destruct after 10 failed PIN numbers a- approach, although uh, I do know of a case recently where somebody... Uh, um, basically left it a, a small child with their eye. Oh, yeah, they're really did good at doing that. Did, did, well, yeah, but did you see it? Apparently, that if you keep putting this pin number in, what it does is it locks for an ever longer period. And she came back to discover her two-year-old had locked her iPhone for something like 30 years or something. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't think I fancy that as an option, but... Happens to the wife all the time. She always gets locked out because they just jab away at the keys. And then I think it's after three or five attempts, it'll lock it for five minutes and it locks it for 30 minutes. And then, you know... It just gets worse. It gets worse until you can't take a phone call because you can't get into your phone. So, yeah. great, well, that's, great that's thinking. That's worth, worth avoiding, then, isn't it? I, I must admit, I, until I saw that story, I didn't realise that that happened because uh, I don't really have any available small children who would want to play with my phone. My, uh, my granddaughter isn't <laughs> anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, iPhone, my wife's iPhone 7 got thrown at us the other day to have something on YouTube, and it, you just sort of, your heart skips a beat and you just think, crikey. Is that going to break? They just don't understand, Richard. No, they just no, they just don't get it. It's quite funny, actually. I, I very, <laughs> very, very rarely watch a video on my phone. In fact, I don't watch an awful lot of video anyway. I very rarely go on, on uh, YouTube, for example. Um, but the BBC iPlayer has started sending me uh, tailored emails based on my viewing experience of things I might enjoy. And, <laughs> and, and, and I realised to my horror that just about the only time I've ever looked at a video on the iPhone 10. Uh, is when my granddaughter's been there. So I now get regular recommendations for what I'd like to see a new episode of The Clangers or Postman <laughs> yeah. Pat's special delivery service. Postman or... Pat's brilliant. He's come a long oh, way, yeah. I tell you. It's special has. delivery service now. He, he, he certainly has, but have you noticed something strange between the original series? I no. Mean, well, there's, oh, well, there's lots of strange things, but yeah, yeah, Ted no, being one of them, not Ted Salmon, I'm on about Ted in, yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> in but no, Postman the, Pat. The one, I, the one I'm worried about is Mrs. Goggins. Oh, right, okay. Because Mrs. Goggins has gone from having a good Northern English accent to being Scottish. Now, (laughs) (laughs) clearly she's been reprogrammed at some point. Nothing wrong with a Scottish accent, but but she didn't start out with one a few years ago like that, so... While we're on Postman Pat, I'll just say that Pat, actually, in the new ones, he never does any work. Everybody else does it for him. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed this as well. Never lifts a finger. And and the other thing that's very worrying about Postman Pat is the number of ginger-haired children in the village. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, say no more. Enough. (laughs) This is a a tech podcast, I I, I think, if I remember rightly. So so that's what I've been experimenting with. I don't really know whether it will work. It... it sounds a great idea in theory. Uh, firstly, I don't know whether I've got the discipline to, to actually do it or or whether it will create all sorts of problems. I, I, I'm also toying with uh, actually giving that phone number to just a couple of the 
people I do who often do have genuinely urgent work. Um, mm. But equally, if I'm wandering around, uh, I mean, this, this happened to me last year. I was, I was, uh, I went to Athens and I was wandering around the Acropolis. Uh, uh, and you know, you, if you if you go to to Athens, it's about a half hour walk from street level to get to the, up to the Acropolis. And and surprisingly enough, there aren't an awful lot of internet facilities up there. Uh, and you get this phone call. Well, can you look something up? And I'm going, well, not really. No, it, it just isn't going to happen. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm trying. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe I maybe I won't be able to do it. But that's what I'm going to try and make stick. Um, We'll we'll see. It may work. It may be just a me fooling myself. I can I can operate in a different way, but who knows? I can but try. So I've been trying. I'm I'm sort of toying with the idea. I know I've been chatting with you guys about it on the uh, Telegram of uh, ditching the MacBook Pro and going iPad Pro. So I I just think for my use case of a computer, I love iOS. Um, I. I, I watch most of, I, I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch a lot of YouTube on my iPhone um, or I watch YouTube on the television. I, I would say in a two-week period, I probably pick my MacBook Pro up to record podcasts and that's it. I don't sit with it. I don't, I don't use it for work or anything like that. So I, I've been thinking to myself, iPad Pro, 12 point, is it 12.9? It's 12. a big 2, screen. 12.2, 12, 12. the big one. 12.2. Okay, 12. so... 2. So, nice big screen. I can have a keyboard yep. uh, if I like, although I actually tried one out yesterday and mm, it's not much of a keyboard, is it? Which, which keyboard um, did you try, the official one? I tried, I, well, I, the one that was on display was a 10.5 inch with the Apple keyboard. Yeah. I, I, I really, 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 I mean, James doesn't agree with me, I, I know on this, but I really, really do not break that keyboard. My fingers sort of stick to it. Squidgy. Yeah. You um, there's not enough clearance off the no, off the desk. I don't think it's, it really it's, gets you in the wrists. It's not. It's not right. Whereas the, I mean, I, I don't know on the on the ten and a half iPad, but on the twelve two, I've got a, a Logitech keyboard, which really is very difficult to distinguish from a MacBook keyboard. It's really really far, mm. a good keyboard, yeah. fast for typing and whatever. Um, and and that's what I use most of the time. But yeah, I, I think I, I I personally, I mean, I I've, I've tried this experience of could I go to a, a an, an iPad Pro and for me, the answer, unfortunately, is no. But I don't think these are reasons that would actually cause you a problem. I mean, one reason, and, and one reason that, sadly, little by little, maybe it's not so sad, but, but Windows has been creeping back into my life over the Oof, last five months. Get off the podcast, and, go. And, and, well, and exactly. I mean, I'm talking to, to you on um, my Dell laptop. Oh, um, dear me. No wonder nothing works. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and work has now provided me with a Dell desktop. So uh, little by little, Windows is definitely creeping back in. But but I've been quite surprised because uh, actually it, it's crept back in and I've, I've not found it too painful. But anyway, that's that's digressing from what you said. The reason I need that PC is because I've got programs that are only available on a PC. So so that, that, re- that, that means that I can't actually use um, OS X. Um, then I have the problem on uh, on the iPad, beautiful screen. I, I, honestly, if you just want it for watching video, Dave, you'll be through mm. with it. The problem for me is that I often deal with things like 20-page spreadsheets. Well, yeah. trying to manipulate a spreadsheet on an iPad Pro is not, I promise you, a very satisfactory experience. It's fine for a small uh, spreadsheet, but the moment you get into multiple tabs and whatever, you start missing keystrokes, shortcuts, and it just becomes... You, you can feel you're fighting the technology. You know, you know you're going to get to the end result you want. I don't think there's any doubt that it's capable of it. It's just not as easy as doing it on a on a, a traditional uh, laptop, you know. And, and so, uh, for me, that wasn't a solution that worked. Now, if, if what you're doing is mostly watching video, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really understand why you need a MacBook. It's what, what you're doing is tying up lots of cash in something you're not actually going to get the benefit out of. Yeah, and to me, so what really appeals to me is the fact that potentially it's I could have it anywhere. If I want my MacBook Pro with me anywhere now, it has to be in a, in a sleeve, in a, in a bag. Whereas, you know, fold up the iPad Pro. I say all this, but it, I'll end up protecting it to the eighth degree. But in my head, I think, right, I'm just going to pop somewhere or I'm going somewhere. Or let's just fold up the keyboard, fold up the iPad, and, and it comes with me. And if I want to do something that requires a keyboard, it's there. If not, I can watch my YouTube, which I'd watch anyway on my phone, but on a bigger screen. Yeah. Um, so I tell you what I'd really like. If, if, can you imagine if you could just lease them? You know how you lease cars? Mm. You could, like, you know, just lease an iPad for a few months or lease a phone for a few months. So you don't have to always outlay all the money, if that, if that yeah, makes sense. I so I could put the MacBook Pro to the side and say, I might not like getting rid of this. Let me lease an iPad Pro 12 point or whatever inch with all the attachments for six months. And, uh, you know, really try it. But um, I'm not a corporation, unfortunately. And I think, I think even then you'd struggle because I think the problem is that the resale value in that six-month period goes down to such an extent mm. that, that you, you'd find it pretty fun the lease wasn't actually a very effective way of doing it. I mean, it would solve it all for us, wouldn't it? All of us oh, yeah. tech geeks, yeah. if we could just lease our, lease our phones for a few months and then uh, swap it in for a new one. But we were, I mean, we were talking yesterday, weren't we, about how the, the current um, iPhone uh, is losing its value in a way that we haven't seen before, you know. Massively. It used to be the case you'd take a bit of a hit after nine, ten months on selling the iPhone to get the new one. Um, I mean, we've now seen on PSC Forum a, a 256 gig one sold for £750, you know. So that's what, a 400 and something pound loss in... in well, it was November it came out, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking of changing the iPhone 8 for the 8 Plus. Yeah. And uh, I've got it up, and uh, I've had it up at 525, and it's now at 500, and nobody, uh, I don't know, 500 for an iPhone 8, which is, you know, a few months old? I think, not... I think part of the problem is something we've observed before, that uh, it's, it's the middle of the month, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, it, it, I've noticed this before. There are times to put things on PSC and... and and times not to, because very reasonably people say, well, I can't really afford it, I'll have a look at what, what's going on when I get to the next payday. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, an, a, an, an iPhone 8 for 500 quid, it's a huge bargain compared with what the launch price was in September, wasn't it? Was it October? Yeah. I can't remember. But it's, well, there's, yeah. still, there's still, what, 699 for the 64, yeah. so 500, 200 pounds off. That's, yeah. it's, not, it's not massively bad, bad deal. No, you know, not at all. I mean, I mean, it's, it's almost not worth doing. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm inclined to wonder if you really think you're going to get the benefit out of that. Do you think you will? <sighs> to swap into a bigger one. Why do you want the bigger one? So I had the seven plus before, and then I had the ten, and I like the bigger screen because I watch a lot of video, don't I? Mm. So for me, it is a media consumption device. So purely for the size of it and the battery, that would be the only reason. But equally, I'm not going to cut my uh, nose off to spite my face, so I'm doing upgrading when the new iPhone comes out anyway. And ha- where are we now? March. Yep. So we're not even that far away from it, to be perfectly honest. So if I can't if I can't swap it in for a plus, then uh, I'll just wait it out. I think and uh, make a better buying decision come September. I mean, I mean, I've got two questions for you. The first, the first one is, um, you know, why not get yourself a um, an iPad Mini? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, iPad Mini, £419 is the base one for 100, well, it's 128 gigs of storage, actually. They don't seem to sell a small one there. 
Been, been there, done that, and I end up with a MacBook Pro, an iPhone, and an iPad, and I say, well, I don't need this iPad now because I've got these two other things. <laughs> yeah, so, but if, if you're selling your, your MacBook, then... Yeah, I, I sort of need to consolidate, I think. I think mm. three three devices is too much. Um, I w- Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't need a larger phone, would I? I wouldn't need a larger phone if I had an iPad mini. Well, it just strikes me gonna, it, it might end up costing you a lot less that way around. I, I, I actually, it's a funny thing. I, I've I've got too many iPads, but but my iPad Mini is actually the one I I, I like in some ways the most because it's sort of book sized. Um, you know, I'm I'm quite sad that they haven't updated the iPad Mini. You can kind of feel they've lost interest in it. But it it's a really versatile piece of kit. You know, every time I think, oh, let's try an Android tablet, I think, yeah, but how can it be as good as the iPad Mini? And and, and it for for that sort of thing, I don't think it can. You compare it with a um, a seven plus or an eight plus, you've got that much more viewing space. It, hmm. There's there's not so many reasons that I can think of why I, I would be willing to lose a lot of money on an iPhone eight to get an eight plus. Um, I mean, there are reasons, of course there are, but but not you know, not that many. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. We, we're not we're not driven by sense though. Sometimes are we? No, we're no, no, we're, no. we're driven by this mythical lifestyle that none of us lead, or very few of us lead. That we need about that important that we need about 20 devices and and uh, I, I consolidation and all sorts yeah but I, I also think as well i'm always always looking for the next best thing um mm. and, and and actually this year i've bought a lot less than, than last year simply because i think well actually you'd be far better to make sure you get the proper value out of, of what you've got and understand it and, and i'm still surrounded by spare tech that really i ought to sell but but i don't because i think well i'm just gonna lose a load of money on that why sell it um and I, i'd be better to do it wouldn't i since probably about summer of last year, I, I think the whole phone market slash sort of, it's it's all been funny, hasn't it? It all seems to be a bit up in in arms. Everything's shot up in price. Pe- the resale value's gone down, and 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 there just isn't a lot of difference. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think things have gone to silly prices, haven't they? I just just, just looked instantly on on CEX. You can get a, a an iPad Mini four Wi Fi variant, one hundred and twenty eight gigs. 330 quid including a two-year guarantee yeah yeah it's that two years as well isn't it yeah so you should you should think about that Mm. and then you'll say no i don't want that anyway but but you know what i mean it's something that isn't there to be to be ignored i mean that that that's actually quite a decent price i would have thought whereas you know when you've got the sort of money that gets lost on things like the um well just about any samsung i mean I, i i i've actually in the last 12 months had both a a galaxy s8 and a note 8 and lost money on both of them. So, uh, although I'm not uninterested in the S9, I'm, I'm not paying launch prices on that. It's it's just a, a good way of throwing good money after bad. In fact, the only phone I've bought in the last six weeks or so, um, actually, I'm not, I'm not telling you a complete truth. It might be, so say in the last month. But not in the, uh, what I bought recently, as you know, was a, a, a 7 Plus, which is the one that I'm going to try and and convert into a work phone, which is partly why I wanted the plus size um, iPhone because it makes it a better calculator. I found on the on the 10, it's actually quite fiddly uh, to use the calculator. You, you end up hitting the wrong button quite a lot because I tend to sort of do it very quickly. Um, and, and I mean, when I compare that with the launch price of the 7 Plus, I mean, it's, a, it's a phone that's now what 16 months old. It's not that much. It's about half price, and you just think, well, actually, what do I need? That this isn't going to do. I mean, it's even got a pretty damn good camera on the Seven Plus, uh, although that would not be my main use for it. Um, so yeah, although I've although I've fallen for launch prices on quite a lot of things, um, most of what I've got sitting around here is actually second hand, and most of it I've got at a pretty good price actually. To be fair, so 
That's the way I'm going to go, to be honest. You don't cover it as much neither when you buy them secondhand. You don't wrap them in cotton wool. I think you, I think when you buy something secondhand, I know it sounds daft, but you sort of get more usage out of it because you're not trying to keep it nice for the next person. I don't know. I always am, actually. The first thing I do when I get a phone is put it in a case and put a screen mm. protector on it. But <laughs> just, just me, then. Just me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if, if I look at... I mean, I'm just trying to think. The only phone I actually have here now, and, and I refuse to incriminate myself on how many phones are on my desk, but let's just say there are too many. Um, the only one that isn't in a cover is, is the uh, Lumia 950, and that's because, well, you know, I hang on to it to such a point there's no point in selling it now. Um and, and like like Steve sometimes says, you know, it's a it's a shame that that this is a an OS that's died the death. But the, the reason it's died the death is because the people who created it couldn't be bothered to support it. So it's only what you expect, isn't it, really? But but no, what I really ought to do is to box a load of this up and and take it into CEX and probably come away with six or seven hundred quid. But their uh, yeah, their cash prices are poor. But I think they their their uh, trading value is not so bad. To be fair, yeah, you could probably fine. trade yourself up to something quite, uh, quite, quite decent if you were wanting to consolidate. I mean, I'm looking at and I I twelve point whatever twelve point something uh, iPad Pro, yep. just the Wi-Fi one, four hundred and thirty pound. So that's that's not bad at all. And they're selling the keyboard for I think eighty pound. So. Really a lot less like than what happened. I really don't like that keyboard. Uh, Do not. <laughs> no. Oh, they say it's 12.9, so there you go. You see, I can't even tell, but then I I, I don't actually get the uh, the ruler out to it. Yeah, keyboard 85 quid. I, I, I just don't, don't see it. it. It's just not a keyboard that works for me, that one. There's a B one here, B version for 58 for the iPad Pro 12.9, Apple, key, Apple iPad Pro. Yeah. So, I th- yeah, second hand may be the way to go. Definitely. Could, well, it, it could be. As long, I mean, if you get an A an A grade one from CEX, it will. It's basically like new. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I like their one pound fifty for anything to be posted. Yeah, they got a really weird system. It always comes special delivery, so the postage yeah. obviously costs them more than that. But the strange thing is, it sometimes takes them four days to post it off the day they've sent it dispatched. I've, I've been buying uh, N64 games. So, mm. literally, if you let's say you buy eight N64 games. They all come from different places. So there's eight lots of £1.50. It's, uh, yeah. It, and the games are only like £1.50, £2. So, <laughs> so, so, you end up spend, spending almost more on the, the posters than on the games. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay. okay. So, um, other problem I've got at the moment is my iPhone 10's playing up. Okay. It's going to the Genius Bar. Oh, right. Which, uh, go, go on. Well, first, I, I had this problem a little while ago, and I think I might have mentioned it on the show, that, that basically whenever I was in the car, um, I could hear people absolutely fine, but the people on the other end uh, were sort of saying to me, your audio is terrible. You're, you're totally buried under crackle and, and, and whatever else. Um, and uh, initially I thought this was down to iOS 11 um, because the same people didn't have that experience at all uh, on um, uh, LA's an Android phone. So then it went into the dealership who reflashed all the Bluetooth software and, and that didn't make much difference. Uh, then it went in to be serviced and it happened to go to a different dealership so I got them to look at it and they reflashed the software and it didn't really make any difference. Um, and then I got this 7 Plus and I thought, well, well what happens with the 7 Plus? Well, the answer is that 7 Plus is absolutely fine. Nobody has any problem with it. So it probably wasn't the car uh, software at all. It would seem that I have a, 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 some problem with the iPhone 10. So, so on Friday, the iPhone 10 and I are going into my local Apple store, where they no doubt will tell me there's nothing wrong with it. But still, 
They, if, if I think, if you can provide all that evidence and say, look, I, you know, sure, I've changed my car effectively. Effectively, you know, yeah. um, no, I no, think I, there's I definitely think something wrong. And it's got it's got Apple Care on it anyway, so I don't think there'd be much of a problem. But but it's really frustrating because because when you when you uh, change the phone, you know, you do have to do things like reset up the banking apps and things like that. And a, and, a, and a couple of the banks that I deal with are really really a pain in the bum to, to actually change the. Um, you know the, the, the software. Um, uh, First Direct, for example, has a really secure, I'm quite sure, really secure system. But moving from one phone to another is a nightmare. So I'm not wildly thrilled about this, but I think it has to go and, and get mended. Yeah, see, Apple Pay cards for me for the wallet. Yeah, you have that's to, a good one. Yeah, yeah no, all the text messages you have to get sent through, and yeah, and it's got, a, and, yeah, and, and I, I've got a, a Halifax a Halifax Clarity card, and they they won't actually. Set it up with a text message. You have to yeah. ring them, and it like takes five or ten minutes to get through. Well, that's only five or ten minutes, but it's just a pain, you know. So. Oh, that's nothing compared to how long it's going to take you to set your watches up and <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah. repairing your watches with them. So, oh god, yes, you're right. You, you forget about that, but it doesn't automatically prompt you to wipe wipe, wipe no, the watch it, now. It, so it, you, you'll it have doesn't. a you'll have your phone restored, and then you'll be like, well, why is my watch not? Wi- oh, I need to wipe my phone and restore it. Uh, it's all good fun. Thank, thanks for the pointer, Dave. I suppose I can do that before I go to the uh, store because one thing I could do is is link the watch to the work phone. But then, mm. do, I want, do I want to do that? No, yeah, there's the thought. If I do that, what will happen when I leave the work phone behind? Will it actually still catch up with me? Because it will be no, it won't do, will it? Because it's not actually connected to the other iPhone as well. No, so it would be, be okay. That will, that will work all right. See, I've got the cellular watch, haven't I? So um, it it literally confused me no end because I when. Uh, when I formatted the phone, when I went to the eight, the watch was still up and running and it was still receiving messages. But yeah, it was only right. receiving messages because it was independent of the, of the phone of the phone, and it had the cellular signal. So uh, I, I must confess, I actually told, told the E to disconnect the cellular signal because actually when I looked at it, I was hardly using it at all. Mm. Um, oh, no, and, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and, well, I mean, if, if I don't like it, I'll just put it back on. But it, it looked to me really a bit, a bit of a case of saying to E, here's five quid a month. Doing it, basically nothing, you know. So what happened? So mine's been connected the whole time, and and you're right. I don't actually very much. I very rarely go anywhere without the phone with the watch on, and so I probably don't need it. But what what does it say when you try and re-enable the cellular on it, and you haven't got it added to your plan? Does it just question. say? I don't. I don't know. It's still in. It's still in the thirty day period at the moment. So mm. we'll find out. I guess. I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's capable. I mean, I asked them, can I put it back on if I. Uh, if I do feel that yeah. I like it, and they said, "Yeah, that's fine, no problem." So, but I just think to myself, "Well, the, the circumstances when I actually want to be able to do that, uh, very f- few and far between." Not not because um, the functionality is not good, but because uh, I can't remember the last time I went out without a phone. You know, so yeah. Uh, no, I mean, my ambition was to leave the phone at home and to do everything. But if I go to the gym, I want to watch. YouTube when I'm running, yeah, and, exactly, and exactly. things like that's, that. So I, that's the I problem, the isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wherever you go, you in fact you do actually take the phone, don't you? So, yeah. oh, this is interesting. My my next little one neighbour is venturing out into the snow. Yeah, it's uh, quite cold out here as well. Yeah, actually, quite a bit of snow here. It doesn't seem to be causing too much of a problem, so that's uh, that's good. Disappear off to the road. So yeah, so so we'll wait and see what happens with the iPhone 10. But yes, you're right. And thanks for the warning about the watch. You're probably right. I better um. Better start bracing myself for transferring that, hadn't I, really? Yeah. Well, we've done a good 30 minutes there, Richard. I think we probably should leave enough room for the other gentleman. 
Yeah, I guess um, we ought to, shouldn't we? And um, we'll be doing a, doing some more on Tuesday as well, so that'll be good. Yeah, a nice mixed, varied show, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I think that's actually one of the good, fun things about this is, is having a bit of difference every week, isn't it? So, or every fortnight, yeah. anyway. So, I think it's time to wish you well, then, Dave. Yes, I may or may not pop back up on the next one, but I won't be at Stoke and Church. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 raise a we'll raise a glass to you. Yeah, and as if by magic, we'll uh, cut over to Stoke and Church. Here we are in in Stoke and Church, and it's a Tuesday afternoon now. And uh, with me, I have Michael Warner. And next to Mike, we have no, we don't. We'll go around one more. And next to <laughs> next to the person next to, to Mike, we have Rich Fletcher and the elusive Leon. Buxton, also known as Mr. Leone. Indeed, and and it is true. Leon does exist. He's not actually a figment of everybody's imagination. And opposite Leon is a very strange arrival from the United States. It's the one and only a sea of plaid. The one and only, dressed in his typically American lumberjack jackets. <laughs> it is no undies, Andy Hagen. Well, yeah, so, so there you are. That's finished the conversation completely. We're, we're that's in, the end of the episode. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. listening, kids. We're, we're sat in a, a very nice pub. We've got a suitable quantity of beer. Uh, the table next to me has six phones on it at the moment, so we're doing okay. And to be fair, there's only two people on that table. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're doing okay, and, and the recording equipment is all provided by, by Rich, who has a very sinister and oppressive-looking microphone. Yes, it's quite a rude microphone. Um, that, a rocket ship. That, or else it looks like it's a, a sort of cast off from a SpaceX project that didn't quite get going because it looks like it's landed on the table. It's ripped as well. So I think it's time really <laughs> that, that we, uh, we talked about some phones. So the question is, which which of Mike's phones would you most like, Andy? I like the big one. Yeah, yeah the big one is the best one. It's so, always the best. Well, talk, well, talk, well, about, talk about the big one then. So, uh, in front of me, I've got four phones that I brought with me today. Um, I've got my Xiaomi Mi Mix, which is my main device and has been for six months or so, ever since I bought it. I've got a nice little Huawei P Smart. I've got um, a Xiaomi Redmi 5 Plus, and I've got a Xiaomi Mi A1. So, three Xiaomi's and a Huawei. Uh, as you can see, I have a delectation for Chinese phones. But yeah, my, um, my Mi Mix is certainly my favourite and is likely to be my main device for quite a while. Just a, a beautiful beast it is, it really is. Still stonking specification and incredible screen all the way to the edges. So, you know, Difficult what more do I need? Any downsides with that the only downside is the camera, which isn't all that great, really. Mm-hmm. 16 megapixel, but not very good quality. So you've got to have pixel camera in there in order to make it decent. And it's, and yeah, it's, that works well with it, is it? Pixel camera works perfectly, yeah. yeah. So you get much, much uh, noticeable difference using the Pixel camera. Gigantic difference. Um, I think the thing with the Pixel camera is if you've got an already good camera, then it makes things a little bit better. If you've got a rubbish camera, like what's in here, then it just transforms it, you know? Uh, such a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know when I've used the Pixel camera on my HTC U11, it, it, even on the U11, which has got a pretty good camera, you tend to find in 90% of the photographs that the Pixel camera does better, mostly because you can get a better picture out of the U11, but you have to be prepared to spend time fiddling with the controls. Whereas the Pixel camera, you pick it up, you go snap, it takes a good photograph almost every time. And, and that, I think, is the real joy of the Pixel camera. You don't need to spend any time thinking about it or fiddling with things. It just works. It's a... 
it might almost be an Apple camera if it were a green bar. If that were the word, it's it's just so simple, isn't it? It, it, it works ninety nine times out of a hundred. Okay, occasionally it doesn't work. Well, show me a camera that doesn't occasionally work. Uh, so the Pixel camera, I reckon, is is definitely worth having. And uh, I know Leon, you've had quite a lot of use of the Pixel camera. Haven't you? Yes, certainly. Um, going back to what you were just saying, though, I noticed a lot of Gavin's photos because he basically lives inside a Windows Vista wallpaper, doesn't he? So it's quite easy to take nice photos in that sort of environment what uh, what what the pixel camera does is turn the peso into a, a real camera doesn't it yeah i was going to ask you man did you ever have the lenovo pt i've not owned a pto actually no because uh, i got rid of it last time long before the pixel mpk ever came before yeah. i wondered if it worked on it or not well, I think it's Snapdragon 65, mm-hmm. so theoretically it should do, but it, it depends how they've implemented the driver uh, for the camera, mm-hmm. whether it will or not. So without trying it, it's difficult to say that. So it could be another Axon 7, where everything's there except the one exactly. API. Exactly, yeah. Because that was a great phone for the money. Absolutely. Amazing phone. For yeah, money. beautiful Absolutely. screen and massive battery, so can't go too far wrong with it, really. Just out of interest, Andy, yours... Um, LG V30 has obviously got two cameras yeah. and therefore you have to use two separate APKs for it. Yeah, there's one for the, the regular camera, which is the one I think you've probably got on, yeah. on yours, and then there's another one that the developer has made for the wide-angle camera. So uh, when, when you download both and install both, you end up with well, essentially three camera icons in your app tray. One is the, the, the stock one. Which now I hardly ever, ever use, and then you've got your the normal camera app that a lot of people are using in you know from, from Google, and then a, the wide-angle one, but it's called Camera again. So I I put it up on the home screen and I've renamed it Wide, so yeah. that I know when I want to use wide-angle for you know big Vista or whatever. How did you come up with that name? Andy? Well, I did, I did some research, <laughs> and uh, narrow wasn't very popular. Mm. So I what about not narrow? You could not, narrow, not narrow. That, that would work. A lot of characters though on that. But, would, uh, but the funny thing is, what you're describing is exactly the experience I had on the U11. The U11's got a great camera, and and you can configure and adjust just about whatever you want to on there. But what actually happens is, in practice, you find yourself using the Google camera every time. Oh yeah, because. You, I mean, I, I, you probably have the same. I used to get this all the time from from my wife and the family. Oh, you're taking ages getting that picture right and adjusting the you know, the aperture and the exposure value and whatever else. Pixel camera, snap. Nine times out of ten, maybe even ninety nine times out of a hundred, it pulls a good picture out there. Certainly good enough that if you haven't got it quite right, you can trim yeah. it, crop, crop it, rotate it, get the balance right. Afterwards, you don't. The the, the thing about the Google camera is it gets it right so often, and it, captures so much information that if you haven't got it right you can get it right later in, in software in a way that you probably would have to do more of the time with lots of other cameras. So there are two things about the Google camera app that I like and one is you I, I agree with you nearly every picture I take well I haven't since I've used it since I've installed it I haven't taken a picture that I have to retake well, and that usually is definitely the case with the stock camera app either in I've got a Nokia 8 here which is fine but you know the, the Google camera app produces great pictures for you and the other thing I've forgotten the other thing well that's a really, that's a really, really rather, no, the other, the other really rather is, disappointing thing about is that when you do take a picture in, with a stock app for me I don't know about anybody else I'm, I'm always like straight from the from the camera straight into Snapseed to do a, a bit of editing whereas with 
the Google app, you, chances are you don't need to do anything to it. It's, yeah. it's really yeah. good. You essentially need yeah. to lighten it a little bit. Just lighten it a little yeah, bit, maybe crop it, but not, yeah. not go in there with loads Sometimes of add some, what do they call it, put not punch. Um, what they, saturation? saturation? Yeah, it, it is saturation. Yeah. It's like um, it's HDR, but it's, um, I tend to add a little bit of that because I like the, the images to pop. What, one, of the, one of the things that I've found <coughs> is that the, um, the iPhone camera, I would have said, was probably my favourite snap camera before the Pixel camera came out because... I could almost always beat the iPhone camera with one of the other cameras if I was prepared to play with the settings. But what I find now that I've got the Pixel camera is the iPhone, yeah, I've, take, um, I've used it this morning actually. It, it still takes nice pictures. I'm still happy with those pictures, but you get a higher proportion of right first time pictures with the Pixel camera than the iPhone camera. And I can kind of see that unless I need the zoom, the iPhone camera is going to get used less and less and less. So Google have this sort of magic sort of outcome with the Pixel camera. And, and <coughs> at the moment, one of the, one of the phones I've got is the Mate 10 Pro. It has a great camera. It probably gets close to the Pixel camera a lot of the time, but you just kind of feel how can Google actually be beaten with the Pixel camera because they have such an enormous... Uh, pool of pictures to choose from to to fine tune it. It's it's almost like you know we had all these developments in cameras, big sensors, special wide effects, special telephoto effects, and then Google come along and say beat that. It's very hard to see at the moment how that does get beaten. Sure, maybe Google can produce their own telephoto lens or their own wide angle lens, uh, you know, their own ABK, but that that. That fundamental underlying uh, camera, for me, it, it, it just is the sort of the box brownie of the the, 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 the teenies or whatever we're in. You know, it, it, it's, it's reliable, it produces the goods almost all the time, and it produces them also on such a wide range of devices that, that if you're prepared to install an APK, which is not actually the hardest thing, despite what you might hear somewhere else, um, it, it produces results that are actually so good it's almost not worth trying anything else. You think they'll release it? I'd love to see them release it. I, I, you know, I think it's been it's been cracked and put out so much that I actually think there's something in it for Google to release it. Simply because if you think about it, they they've acquired this lead by the huge number of photos they've got to go from that they can draw on to get the exposure right. They know where you are. They know what the photo is looking at. I think they could do a lot worse than release it simply because they would increase the, the pool of, of stuff that they've got. I mean, Ted was saying on PSC a few months back, and I thought it's really quite an interesting idea. You don't actually need a camera on your phone in lots of situations. If you want to take a picture of people, you do. But if you want to take a, a view out of the window, probably Google has already got 20,000 copies of that picture, and it can just select the best one for you, knowing what time, time and date it is and which angle you're facing. Now... That kind of slightly defeats the object, but you could almost see it being, being, the way that they approach it. They look, they look at your picture. They know what time it was taken, which angle it was taken in, what date it was taken in, so what time of year it was taken in, what the sun should have been doing. They are, I, I, I still get this sort of magic feeling with the Pixel camera when you watch it processing and you watch mm -hmm. it fine tuning the picture you've taken, and you just think. How are they doing that? Yeah. It, 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 it's an amazing thing. Now, I mean, Leon, you've got quite a lot of experience with photography, haven't you? You actually had, if you like, almost formal photography training in, in some respects. Does this actually kill I don't know photography? Really too much. No, but you know, you have a bit. 
I know how to develop film. And I know about cameras and exposure and things like that. I was just just to backtrack though what you were saying about some algorithms and whatnot. Uh, Google's in. I was talking to Rich Fletcher in the car about Siri, and uh, I think it's a, it's a similar problem for Apple with Siri as with Google Photos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do, they don't they they refuse to take people's data and use that data. That's part of their business model is that they don't. And that's holding them back. And, and almost by inventing Siri, they've created a rod for their own back because yeah. they've now got to maintain something that they can't compete uh, with Google in uh, with uh, in some sense. Yeah, that, that has to be right because Google Assistant started off way, way, way behind Siri. And now you get the feeling that Siri is a pretty good for making phone calls when you're driving. And that's kind of almost it, isn't it? Yeah, it true, it's but, nowhere in the same what scale. What information does Alexa have on you? Not much, and yet it's no. still far more effective. Well, Alexa's better than, than well, Siri. Well, it has all your shopping yeah. uh, habits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. She's not always good in your case, is it? No, it's oh. all wife rants. And <laughs> I was just thinking, it just came to mind. <laughs> you were talking about... Um, Google having whatever you're looking at, they've probably got a copy of that in the cloud. But all the while people go to a concert and take a, a, a picture of some uh, some artist 14 miles away on the stage, yeah. blur a vision, <laughs> and think that that's something they need to keep forever and cherish, people are going to want to take their own photo, aren't they? So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think there is still some way to go with the Pixel camera. Um, Andy, we was discussing a little bit earlier about the fact that he had to install two different camera APKs, pixel camera APKs, one for the wide angle and one for the standard camera. Now, obviously this array of cameras is something that is starting to occur and will only get more so in the future. You'll have wide angle, you'll have telephoto, maybe black and white, maybe a standard lens and an array of lenses on the back of the device. Now, as things stand at the moment, the Google Pixel camera can only do it on one camera. But I can imagine in a few years' time, if it had the data from an array of cameras, then it could do an awful lot more. Mm. It wouldn't be limited mm. by just one camera. It'd say, oh, you know, here's some uh, depth information here, here's some black and white information <coughs> here for contrast, here's the zoom, here's the standards, here's the wide angle, blend it all together, mess around, zoom in if you want, zoom out if you want, and it will just produce um, a, the best possible shot from that data from multiple cameras. But is, is what you're talking about, what Huawei are going to do with the P20 Max or whatever it's going to be in two or three weeks' time, which you know appears to have four separate lenses, you know. So is that because it's got a telephoto and a wide angle and black and white? I, I think actually it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's throwing spaghetti at the wall, I think, a little bit. It's a it's a point depends on the software, with, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah Huawei don't have that software knowledge. Unless they're no. stealing it from us, as America believes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but, but equally, Google could do the same thing down the line, couldn't they? They, they can also get that information. I mean, you think, you take a picture, uh, I've got a Mate 10 Pro here, you take a picture on this phone, it, it so happens it gets stored on Google Photos. Mm -hmm. Google know that, they've got that data. If you look at right. what you agree to with Google Photos, I mean, Google Photos, I think, is a wonderful service, but let's not pretend it's free. You know, it's not, it's not free. What's... What happens is Google gets that data, it processes that data, it knows lots and lots of things about you from that data. Yeah. Um, My Google Photos bill just went up. I want to ask a question about Apple though, because we've got some Apple experts in the room, and there's a lot of talk about Google. Uh, there's one, oh, we just blew out. There's a benefit, he, he as we are looking around. <laughs> what about the iPhone camera? Because, you know, um, they were t talking about 
the royal wedding coming up uh, on the news today, and they were saying what, what everyone should do is look look through their phones. If you've got any pictures that you've taken of the royal family, send it in, and they're going to they're going to select a whole bunch for this special royal thing. And there's a famous picture of William and Harry and their and their wives or wives to be taken on an iPhone that was apparently the best picture yeah. ever taken of the royals. So with all this talk about Google camera, it's great, brilliant if you've got an Android. But if you're on Apple. What's it called again? iOS. Um, <laughs> you know what it's called. Oh, all right, fine. I sometimes get those three letters mixed up. But what about them? Like, what is wrong with the iPhone 10 camera? Nothing. Nothing. O- optically. Then why fantastic. are we talking about it? I, I think this is the point, isn't it? That actually, if you if you go back to the Nokia 7650, I, I remember that when I got that, I, I approached it as a bit like you were a film camera. I went away for a week to Madrid. I, I had one on day one of launch. Uh, so I can four megabyte SD card, I uh, something like that. I don't know. It's probably, probably more like five hundred K or something. I mean, oh, wow. at home I've still got some sixty four K memory sticks. There you are. That shows. You. But I remember going on holiday and taking perhaps twenty pictures on the whole week away in in Madrid. You know, in the, in the way that you used to with film, where you were really careful with the pictures you took. In and and, and digital has completely changed that. If you look at where we are now. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of this sort of theory that, that history is finished. You know, um, people often say, "Oh, it can't be improved." Of course, it can be improved. Think what a phone could do five years ago. Think what it could do ten years ago. You know, we just paid for some drinks at the bar with a the phone. There are so many things that you haven't necessarily you did, you thought did. about. Well, and Andy didn't no. because he's American. <laughs> no, you know. I don't think so. yeah, Andy, yeah, no, no, no. I got no. a big, a big whiskey uh, bottle full of pennies. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and half of them were counterfeit anyway. But, but you know, <laughs> if you if you think about where we were five years ago with the phone and what it could do. I don't believe that we're anywhere near the end. I'm, I'm actually very optimistic for the future of, of mobile devices because I think the thing is, if you look at what we've packed into mobile devices over the last five years, we can't imagine what's going to be packed in over the next five years. I mean, when we started looking at this question, I remember James and I talking about this in December and, and, and saying, maybe I should use Android Pay uh, or Apple Pay more. And and since, since December, I've tried to use Apple Pay pretty much every time I've made a payment. And it's failed in, on three occasions on every single payment I've made Mint on. I mean, I've, you know, I've used it twice in this pub already today. Um, no, it's all like that. It was Android Pay. But same sort of idea, using the phone. Um, the occasions it's failed are in, in Asda, where they, they still have the £30 limit, so I couldn't use it there. I couldn't use it in their petrol station for the same reason. The only occasion that affected the technology wasn't available to me was in John Lewis, where they didn't have a contactless terminal. Every other time, every single payment since December, and we're now, what, 20th of March? Every single payment's been either Apple Pay or Android Pay, and it just works. You couldn't have imagined that two, three years ago. You could have imagined two, three years ago. I remember when, when Apple Pay first came out in sort of May, June 2016, I remember using it, and you really had the £30 limit was enforced. Most places wouldn't accept it. Is the £30 limit still, still enforced on Android, or is it? No. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think, I think it's entirely down to where you shop. I think, I think the retailer makes a decision about, about the amount. Now, well, that's where we are in the States, where very, very few retailers actually take the time or maybe the money to install the equipment so that you can just go But your, your problem is the way card payments work in America, isn't it? I mean, I was, yeah. I was astonished the first time I went to America when they started swapping a mag stripe and you had to <clears> sign for it. And, yeah. and I was thinking... 
this is just not secure. And, and that shows how how impressions change, how times change, and you get used the to it. The funny thing is, though, it doesn't really co- I can't see how it would cost retailers more money to just allow Apple Pay and Google Pay to work, because surely that's very, very secure. Exactly. Maybe Much even more, more, secure. Well, more yeah. secure than Mike getting his, uh, his debit card out. I've got to say, I, I really hate contactless. I've tried actively to stop some of my banks giving me contactless cards, because, okay, you can only get it used three times, but that still exposes you to fraud of perhaps 90 quid. And, and Barclays, I know I've had a quite a long-running argument with Barclays, um, basically saying, how come I can't have Apple Pay on my business debit card? And they're going, but it's a business account. There might be more than one person entitled to use it. And I'm going, look at the bank mandate. I am the only person allowed to use it. I'm self-employed. They still won't give me uh, Apple Pay or Android Pay um, on, a, on a business debit card, which to me is crazy. It's far more secure to use some sort of biometric testing. Now... Solution to that is I open an account at a bank that will do that, but it, it, it shouldn't be there. The, the whole process of paying on your phone is uh, actually surprisingly seamless. Once you get your head past the idea of I look a complete idiot paying with my phone, once you start seeing people doing it, isn't I mean, you said it didn't you, Leon, that, that you use it all the time. You just you just don't actually, you don't instinctively reach your wallet. I, I got some cash out before I came down here today. I realised that's the first time since the beginning of January I've actually gone to a cash machine and got out any cash because I've been paying on the phone the whole time. And when you get used to the idea of paying for something that's £2 or £3 or £4 or whatever on a phone in the way that perhaps you might not have done when you're just using a card, although I was getting there with uh, things like the um, prepaid debit cards, you start thinking, this is actually quite convenient. You know, I, I have brought my wallet down from the room, but I, it's obvious I don't need it. Yeah, I, I, it's I, only I, a matter of time before tramps have got like a little reader on their leg. You just <laughs> yeah, 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 donate some yeah, money to them. Seeing but, as you never go to a cash point, you might get. Yeah, but going, <laughs> going back to what I said, though, I, I'm really optimistic about the developments that we have around the corner that we don't know about, for the simple reason that somebody somewhere is thinking, yeah, we've got this slab here. It's a little computer. It can do this. It can do that. Why don't we bolt something else onto it? And these loads. You think video camera, camera, yeah. paying device. Comp- it, it, it's, a, it's a complete computer. It's, I think, uh, it's not what it was 15 years ago. To a certain extent, um, hardware is tailing off in terms of innovation. Not completely, of course, yeah. but it is certainly tailing off. But software and services are not tailing off. And that is largely the future of mobile, you know. Uh, we will get slightly better cameras, but then the software will make them even better. We'll get slightly new features, slightly better screens, but it's all about software and services from my perspective. Sorry, my daughter just interrupted there. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Mike. Go on. What is that again, Mike? That big, the big uh, Chinese Android that you've got there? This is my Xiaomi Mi Mix. Has that it? got all the bands that you need for the, for the day? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Um, there you go. No, well, <laughs> I'll start um, make you look good. So in terms of bands, this is the Mi Mix 1, which is um, it was the first ever device that had no bezels at the top. Uh, it hasn't even got a speaker at the top, so it's just pure screen with a vibration going through the screen, so you've got effective, effectively an earpiece. Um, the one thing that it doesn't have is band 20. It's got NFC, it's got a fast processor, everything is superb about it, apart from the fact it hasn't got band 20. So if you're on O2 in the UK, then you're kind of a bit stuffed. But I'm on EE, and where I go, everything is absolutely fine. So it's not a problem to me. Um, the successor to this, the Mi Mix 2, and shortly the Mi Mix 2X, 
both have band 20 so I haven't bought them because they've got a smaller screen in this and I do like my large screens but yeah you can get a number of Chinese devices with band 20 but you've just got to be a bit careful which ones you choose I have to say that's the first time I've ever held one it's really nice it is isn't it <laughs> yeah. beautiful you're, you're surprised aren't you? yeah because yeah. Leon has often had a conversation with me which basically says oh I don't know what a rubbishy Chinese phone well the fact is they're not rubbishy some of them I mean some of them are dire aren't they but, mm. but that yeah. is, a, is a I mean any of these Xiaomi's <clears> I mean the other ones that Mike's got there you'd be quite happy to have it as a phone I'll be buying it off you later won't I today um, well, the so I, out of the devices that I've got in front of me, my Mi Mix was very expensive when it came out. It was something approaching like seven hundred pounds or something like that. So it was really top end, you know, equivalent to say uh, an S Seven Edge or whatever it was at the time when it was released. But obviously, hardware wise, it's better in my opinion in most respects. Um, but where Chinese devices really excel is in the mid-range because you can get mid-range devices which just blow everything out of the water that you can buy in the UK um, to be fair to that Huawei and Honor are kind of eating into that territory a little bit talk to us about that one yeah so the other device that I've got which isn't a Xiaomi is a, a Huawei uh, in front of me and this is the P Smart now if you listen to Tech Talk UK then the P Smart is what Kev bought reasonably recently. And it's effectively an 18-9 aspect ratio, very small bezel device that you can buy in the UK um, for a really good price. And what the reason I bought it is because um, it runs Android 8 and therefore has treble installed on it. And because it's got treble, you can effectively flash any treble firmware on there to replace the main operating system and still have all the drivers and all the interaction layer over in the vendor partition. So it's running um, effectively stock Android 8.1 at the moment. Um, so no Huawei software whatsoever. Um, and everything works perfectly. So it's, I bought it for experimentation, mate, but it is a beautiful little device. It's really nice. I'm kind of what everyone's been waiting for, isn't it? Exactly. Really? Isn't this uh, totally like really. 150 pounds or something after the cashback formation? Yes, yeah, so it, it, stop it, it, it has stopped stop, now. It stops today, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it does, actually, yeah. That's crazy. Get, get ordering. Right? Right? <laughs> it, was, it was 190 pounds with 50 pound cashback on it. Well, you hold that and you just think, how is that possible? Yeah. Like magic or something. Exploitation, Leon. That's how it was. Child labour. But more seriously, though, you know, when you see something like that and you compare it with the phone that I'm about to hand Mike now. Oh, you're getting into dodgy territory. You are giving his flies. Will he drop that live on microphone? Uh, now, I mean, you know, when you compare the two, clearly the one phone does have certain features, the other doesn't. The other, and the one phone in, in, in question is the iPhone 10. But can you really see why there's that calamitous difference in price? It is, like, it is a gulf, isn't it? You could, buy, you could buy five of that piece for the price of an iPhone. Yeah, I mean, it is a beautiful piece of equipment. I've oh, never yeah. actually held something Can like I, this before. Rich Fletcher is currently just breaking down at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich is having a real problem here because he's, he's had about five of these so far. That, that's the first one I've heard. Are you but, in love with it again? Which the... The, the iPhone, iPhone 10, yeah. No, no, I've had one iPhone 10 and I had it for a week and it was um, it was passed on to its new owner a couple of days ago and I got another Pixel 2 XL. So, yeah, it was it was a lovely phone, but uh, 
It's got one thing I, yeah. I like about it more than anything else, and that's the, the face ID, which is actually the thing that I was so keen to pour complete derision on before I got it. But it works like a charm. Yeah. Ah, so, I, I was wondering why this thing keeps on vibrating in my hand. Yeah. Oh, that's it. It's trying to recognise your face. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm sure but I'm not that's touching it. One of the other things that make the iPhone fantastic is the haptics. The haptics are excellent. Yeah. Scroll through anything, you can feel it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, as I say, the first time I've actually held an iPhone 10, and that was a bit weird. I thought, am I touching the sides or something? No, but no, I, when I had one, I kept wanting to ask somebody if my facial expression changed when I was looking at it, yeah. because it was like... Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, you've got a beard, and yeah, it copes with that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's, I, I don't know what they've done with the face ID, but it is really quite clever, because... It never failed it, once it, for it, me. No, no, no. If you suddenly exactly. shaved your beard, would it still yeah, work? It would still, 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 no, it. It still no, do it. And it I, I, I can do it with my glasses on or my glasses off, and, and I've, I've given it to both of my sons, and neither of them can open it with face ID. Oh, it, quite it's a, quite, you know... Quite a large-ish beard. It would change quite quite my face a bit for a change. I'm pretty sure that it would. And like I say, I know lots of people do have issues with face ID not working... Some I've people never. Have said, mm, some people have said 80% of the time it will work, but it was 100%. I, I was like, I've never ever had it fail since I got it. Not once, not a single time. I'm not sure if I'm making this up, but I, I think if if it misreads you and asks for your pin code, it then programs in that new lock, as it were. And that's how they were doing early on. Twin, they were getting twins to do it because they're obviously putting the code in. It's training the second base as well. Well, that's what I believe. Right. That might be I think you're probably it. right. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> makes I, sense to me. But I think I think that's so how it works. It, it gradually develops and yeah, evolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're well, that's clever. Yeah. But um, for me, I mean, it, it's fantastic. It's a great piece of tech. It's clearly where Apple are going. But as I hold the phone. I have always liked the finger yeah, on the exactly. I've always liked the fingerprint sensor on the back. Yeah. I think it's a far more natural price than the front. You know, yeah. you know, when, I, when I hear, oh, it's in luck. Yeah, yeah. Not really. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when I hear, to the record, I don't look like you. It's Ted, isn't it? Who, who, who can't stand face uh, fingerprint sensor on the back? Am I right? Or maybe you're defaming Ted. Yeah, but I he think he doesn't like it on the side. No, he doesn't like on the side. I think that on the back is actually far away the most natural place for it because you hold the phone that way. You, you know, it's not yeah. hard to get your finger on the the. I like, I like the I've been putting my finger on the flash of the Nokia Eight because uh, yeah. I'm so used to doing it on the V30 yeah. and having to move. My my thumb down and awkwardly kind of put it in a very unnatural position onto the fingerprint scanner on the Nokia 8. I'm absolutely not going to change my mind. Never held an iPhone 10. Well, then, we, right. then now is the time that we need to get you to hold an iPhone 10. All right, dr- drum roll, on Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's what Apple cares. Right, that's it. I'm getting one. <laughs> no, I, I don't think you would. But on the other hand, that it's actually a much nicer device than I think. How many home screens have you got? I was oh, just eight. thinking that before. It was I thought crazy. that was a design thing. It's all like <laughs> no, 15 it, little dots it, at the bottom. It's because every app I've ever downloaded is on there. Because You don't do folders, do you? No, because you can search on it. You just, just, Andy, just pull the just pull the face down and yeah, you can anywhere search on the screen. Like that. No, no, from anywhere. So, so pull it back Apart from there. Oh, so God. Anywhere on the, oh, God, I've broken it. Anywhere on the screen, just go okay. down. <laughs> it's like a spotlight search. So you can just start typing... If you start typing G R I N D R, spearmint rhino. I should be so lucky. Yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely fluid device. It's actually, heavier than I thought it would be. It's stainless steel. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. That'll do it. They're talking about on September. They're talking about having something that's that form factor, but 
aluminium rather than stainless steel what? with an LCD screen. Mm. I thought you were going to say that form factor, but reasonably priced. Well, <laughs> well interestingly enough, they're talking no, about they won't, they won't Apple reasonably pundits are saying, why are they releasing a cheap iPhone again? It didn't work with the 5C, but it's not a cheap iPhone. It's the, the 5C wasn't that cheap, was it? Well, exactly. I, I remember the there first time. There is a cheap iPhone, though. They've always been pretty up there in prices, is not they? Just the previous generation so, ones. To be honest, cheap. I think the best um, value iPhone is undoubtedly the SE. I would love to see an updated SE that's got that interface. Uh, I, I I really like the SE, I have to say. I mean, I, I've, I've got one that my daughter and I always bagged, but it, it it's interesting. That that phone that you've got in there in your hand, only that the iPhone 10 has actually changed how I feel about large phones because I was all for big phones, and, and within about a month of having the iPhone 10, I got rid of the Pixel XL. Pretty much downsized several of my phones. I mean, still got a big screen with that. Though. Yeah, it's not the phone. That's no, it's the, the it's, it's the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. about the right size. It's about yeah. as big as I want a screen, really. I, I, yeah, I don't really want a screen bigger than that. Unless it's for multimedia use. I'll use one for about £130. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested to see. Steve's, Steve's bringing the S9 later, isn't he? I'll be interested to see the S9 because I haven't seen one yet. Well, um, I've, I've, seen one. I've seen one. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Look at an S8. Not that Except the sensor is in a different place, isn't it? Although no, the sensor yeah. never caused me a problem. You just need to get a case that guides you fingers. Yeah, it's sensor. still too so far away. It depends on the size of your hand. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You can factory reset it, but of course, iOS restore is so good, it will just yeah. restore it. And also, because I'm trying to plough through. Especially, to especially using case. Leon's 20 yeah. gigabytes of data, it'll be a piece of cake. We just, uh, well, you know, just minutes, go to it. But I know it, it, it's a lovely device, but it, it represents. I don't know that it represents value. So what, what comes next with that then? What's the what's going to be the September October release of the iPhone 10? So you get that again, yeah. different sizes, but with I think. Be- better internals, and then you'll get the same design as that, but larger. So the plus version, mm, right? Larger screen, larger footprint, everything, and then you'll get the same as that. This is my opinion, right. what I've heard, you know, from various different people, is the same footprint as the iPhone 10, but with aluminium around it rather than stainless steel and an LCD screen rather than an OLED. And that will be probably priced around the same price as last year's top end 8 or lower end 8 plus. So they've done a fantastic job really of training everyone to expect 1200 quid. Rich and I were talking about this earlier and and I gotta say I think that um, Apple has kind of lost their way in some ways because you know if, if you you can't deny that Apple's making huge profits, and you can't deny that that's mostly on the back of the iPhone, um, to a lesser extent on the back of, of the iPad, although I still think they're missing the opportunity to upgrade the iPad mini. But the, 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 computer, the computer side of the business just doesn't seem to be moving forwards. You know, let's make it smaller, let's... Let's do this. Let's do that. And yeah, well, that's a nice. Just look at this. Yeah. Look at the, this. Yeah, exactly. Rich is recording this on, on a, on a, a, a MacBook, twelve-inch MacBook with a, about fifteen million dongles hanging out <laughs> of the back of it, just yeah. so he can actually get it to, to talk to to the, the, the mic and whatever. And actually, I, I've used a similar similar setup at home. But but if you look at what they're actually doing, I think they see their future in, in a totally different market altogether. And I think the market that they see their future in is actually financial services. If you look at the results of Apple over the last two or three years, the commission they earn on Apple Pay grows at an almost exponential rate every year. How does it compare with Google Pay in terms of financials? Any idea? Well, I, I would say that because I, I would say that your Google phones are most popular in Southeast Asian markets and, and India possibly. 
and in that in that area, they tend to use uh, WeChat and things like that, and they transact through that. Don't yes, they? yeah. There's a lot yeah. of transactions go through that. So I would imagine it's next to nothing to with Apple Pay. Well, whereas mm. Apple Pay is dead easier. You, know, really you, do, you double click the thing, it looks at your face, and hey presto, you hurry to the reader, payment done. And Apple gets one of a penny out of every transaction, I don't know. But but if you look at the numbers on, on Apple's accounts, it's already starting to be quite a large number every every quarter. And I think they foresee a lot of growth in that. And I, I think that's actually what's driven the fact that Apple now has a range of phones that goes from the iPhone 10 and the top one's £1,200, all the way down to the SE, which is also capable of Apple Pay. And it's not hard to find one of those new... For two hundred pounds, yeah. Like that. On, on gift gaff, you can get a, a, a new iPhone more often than not. Remember, you've got Apple Pay on, on Safari now as well. Yeah. On, on laptops, it, it's mm. it's spreading, and I, and I think actually that's their vision for the future. We get as many phones out there, iPads out there, as Rich says on the Safari browser. I'm surprised they've not bought back the Safari browser for Windows, mind you. But you know they are gradually getting some quite big numbers into their accounts out of financial services. So Mike, you, you've got four Androids in front of you, but no iPhones. Yes. Uh, well, to be fair, I bought one yesterday. An iPhone? I did, yeah. You bought an okay. iPhone? Which one? Um, I bought an SE, but only because it was crazy cheap. Um, there was a, a deal on eBay yesterday where you could get um, uh, an iPhone SE um, from some supplier, I can't remember who it was, um, but they give you a 20% discount code. So, how much do you think? It's only a, a base level. So a 16, a 16 gig, gig iPhone SE, um, Space Gray, locked to EE. Now that's a bit of an issue. It didn't have that's to. Okay for you. Um, it's fine for me. I'm on EE. Um, but I, I bought it more just as a test. How much do you think that I, would I, cost? I guess. Let's, let's all guess. 150. Oh, why is 300? That's massively over. Yeah. What do you think, Mitch? What do you think? iPhone SE, 16 gig, locked to Brand EE. New. No, not brand new. No, sorry. Not brand new. It's a, no, no. a refill. Re- 16 gig. From 20 quid. But a, 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 a condition. Well, well locked at the Yeah, end. it's, uh, it's good condition. Gig. It was specified. Yeah. From, it, from an Ebo store. What, how long ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. I reckon I'm going to win a with 150. <laughs> Shall I put you out of your list? £89. Very close. £83.99. Wow. 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 Yeah. I know, I saw it on Highly KDO yesterday. That's an amazing <laughs> price for an iPhone. It is, isn't it? You get a huge amount of technology for that. Yeah, it's exactly. actually quite a decent camera. That's a success, there, so. isn't it? Is that yeah. from the yeah. Music Magpie? Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Spring 20p or whatever. That is exactly yeah. what I was getting. Why didn't you get one then? Because <laughs> I, I bought an SE 30 you already bought one, yeah. Last week for 140 pounds. When I was between the iPhone 10 and the Pixel 2 XL I've got now, I used iPhone SE for those few days. It's a nice little phone. Great little phone. My, my really wife's good. got one. She absolutely loves it. You know, and we used and to say they were too tall yeah. and they were too... I'd love to know why Rich is... You got the, the, the iPhone ten in, mm-hmm. but then you went back to the Pixel 2 XL. It's because he could have a holiday on the continent for his entire family and still have a decent yeah. phone after he sold it and bought something else. But why, yeah, but why why, why go for the, the Pixel over the iPhone ten? Because it is a lovely phone. It's beautiful, yeah. But my personal experience, from what I enjoy doing, like Richard said, it takes fantastic photos that I don't have to think about. I don't know anything about light or apertures or 
anything like that. No idea at all. So the I more, just more factors I take, the less I think I understand what I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I said to Leon on one occasion, where can I do a refresher on all of these things? And he's going, well, you should look at this and this and this. And I'm looking at it and thinking, there's not time in my life to read all of this. You know, and actually, that's where the pixel camera scores. But if that, I can take a picture that should be the iPhone's thing. No, no, it's point it, and shoot. But so, optically, it's, it's fantastic. But it's now got to a... It's now got to a place where we're using data to tweak photos as well, and they yeah. can't do that. There are a few things that Google hasn't delivered on yet. I remember um, on Google I.O., maybe not last year, possibly the year before, they had a photograph of some kids playing baseball behind a chain link fence, and they said, we can remove this chain link fence, and they yeah. just removed it. We've never seen anything like that. It's yet. amazing some of the stuff that you can but, do. Like, um, isn't that's it? like a proof of concept. But, but then but, do you remember right. the HTC One M7? That used to have a great camera. I've taken some of the best me, photos me, me too. I, I, I remember taking some pictures in a square in Spain, and we couldn't get... Yeah. yeah, we couldn't. No. We, could, we couldn't get the mega. Yeah, it was the one with basically the video camera sensor. In it. I, I remember taking some pictures in Spain of the square and spending about half an hour trying to to actually get. Um, yeah, which is on fire at this point. <laughs> uh, trying to get some pictures of the square without some people in there, and in the end, it was software trickery. It took some pictures of the square. Right. Pressed a few buttons. Hey presto! There's a picture of the square with no people. Yeah. Never, never actually saw it. It just took it out and filled in the bits behind it. It's a HTC software. That was that. yeah, but that was the M7. So you're talking oh, like four years right? ago. Yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. impressive. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a seriously good camera. It so was a great camera. But, yeah. but yeah. I, I the problem the was it was a little bit. I could take two or three shots with that, and they would all be different, completely yeah. different. So you did have to take a number and, of shots, and, and yeah, you would get good shots. If out. I if I go back over the phones that I've had that have been my favourites of all time. The One M7 is probably mm. the single yeah. phone I've enjoyed the most yeah, in the whole too. time I've ever had a phone. Yeah, e- even even more than the Nokia 808, because yeah, okay, it could be some of the tricks that that could do, but the One M7 was just. Did they have front-facing speakers, top and bottom? Uh, it, was yeah. a, it was the first yeah. I know of that. Um, I think the did the M95 have stereo speakers, didn't it? I think it did. But the one M7 had, had proper stereo speakers. It was the it was the first it was one with beach, boom sound. Yeah, yeah, it had yeah. proper proper boom sound, uh, and the camera was far and away. It was easy to use. Mm. That was the thing with it. The phone was a you know it was and a, Zoe's as well. They had yeah, Zoe's. Mm. They were Zoe pictures. Too. Yeah. And, and at that time, I thought, yeah, HTC's got a great, great thing. Out here. I, I had both the uh, the one with HTC software on it and the one with the uh, the Google stock Android software. Is that the one I sold to you? Uh, probably, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's probably one of many you sold to me, Leon. I mean, I think I've had about five of those over the years. Um, it was just so. Do we just have a good. kitty, or just yeah. Well, we just buy phones off Leon, you know. He's, he's, but but you know, it, it it just was such a good phone all round. I, I loved that phone. The biggest. Just to go back to, sorry, oh, sorry. Go I was going to say the biggest problem the M7 had was that it wasn't like a Samsung Galaxy S4, wasn't it? That was its biggest failure. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah if, if it had the advertising budget behind it, it would have yeah. walked all over everything, including the iPhone well, as well. Wasn't it? Yeah, Jeez, it's a beautiful device. That was, yeah. At the time. That was touted as the Android. You know, it was if you if you did want to try Android and you were an, an iPhone user, that was the phone to get. Yeah, definitely. It was the, it was the HTC because the build quality was really build quality was phenomenal. Um, well, Nick Nick had one, didn't he? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember actually, it was it was here at Stoke Church the first time I saw an M7 was. You might remember Steve brought it. Oh, it was that round table. Yeah, like that. Went, and that was before it was on general release. It was like a fortnight, and he was busy showing off all sorts of tricks. And, and, yeah. and, and, and he was right. It was a great, great, great device, you know. And, and Is that the last time? I think it's the last time that HTC had a big 
and a big score with the device because the M8 had that dual camera thing that really didn't quite work. Yeah. The M9 no. had a camera that actually I thought was much better than its press, but it took like three or four uh, upgrades before you really saw what a good camera it was. The M7 came after a little series of quite naff phones. Oh, oh, HTC. Yeah, the HTC yeah. One and the One X. Yeah, they, yeah, they were all they were, they were good phones. HTC have always been there or thereabouts, yeah. but never never quite made well, it. They had a lull, didn't they? they? They started off really well with because they had the Android, the, the Nexus One was an HTC. Wasn't yeah, it? Right. and they also and had the, the Desire. Yeah. The Desire, I loved the Desire. Yeah, that, that was, was a wonderful good phone. phone. But, I mean, yeah. you take it outside, and you couldn't see a thing. Abs- on it. An absolute <laughs> sod to root it. I remember getting halfway yeah. through the process of rooting my HTC Desire and thinking, Oh God, I don't know if I can actually do this, but after that, like, they decided that they couldn't play Samsung at their, at yeah. their game. They couldn't throw all this all this budget at, at the phone launch. Right. So they went, went into more mid-rangey budget type things. Yeah. And they called it, they, they tried to take the name Desire a little bit further. Yeah. Desire yeah. J's and Desire this and Desire that. The other, yeah. They were never, They're never, the never same. very good no. at all. And then the M7 corrected all that, in my opinion. I think so. They've, they've gone, it's, it's, it's funny, it's funny it. that you're calling it the M7 because it was announced as the one and they resolved to um, make, just have this fundamental idea of keeping everything simple and pure and yeah, you're right. Not you're right. the naming conventions should be simple and then they just forgot about it. Let's just do a Sony and just yeah. call everything a little less. Well, it's like the LG Eagle, the LG V30 S yeah. Think something something yeah, yeah Think but I mean, but I mean, oh yeah that's right oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah crazy I mean I mean the U11 actually I think is the best HTC since the 1M7 I, I really love my U11 I, I haven't brought it with me today but it, it's it's a really nice device it, the battery lasts forever the build quality reminds me of the M7 the camera is really good uh, it, it's a it's a device I really enjoy using. You know, uh, it, it's it, it's difficult for us to also to look at what's happening politically with some of these companies and think, ah, that's why that phone was bad or that phone was good. But in actual reality, that phone will have been conceived years possibly yeah. before right. anything that we're seeing currently. So obviously, at the moment, Google have bought a large portion of HTC or if not all of it. And we won't see the ramifications. They bought, they bought that years. fancy bit of HTC, haven't they? And, yeah. and, and okay, there's supposed to be a U12 coming out soon, and you kind of wonder how much of that is. That's that the final. Ago, is, is it the final HTC? I think possibly, possibly, possibly yeah. is. I wonder how much of the hardware team's left to actually design. Yeah, is it going to be a Wiley Fox with an HTC bed stuck over the top of it? Wiley Fox is another interesting. Wiley Fox rises from the ashes, or does it? Yeah. No, not if you look at the detail. It seems to have been bought by another company who basically bought the rights to market its phones. But I mean, it was never. Never a very British phone company, was it? You know, it was financed by a Russian bank made in China, but yeah, there were half a dozen people in the UK. I mean, well, I mean, talking about rising from the ashes, I mean, I, I hate to bring up Nokia because I've never really been a particular Nokia fan. Hold me back. That's all right. Excommunicated. Take him out and flog you. But, however, i got to say that. Um, the strides that Nokia have taken over the last year since they've decided to go to Android and um, become HMD Global effectively um, the way they're going is my perfect idea of how an Android device should be it should be super simple it should be um, tied into Android 1 if possible don't worry about the software Google knows how to do that worry about the hardware worry about the pricing and Hopefully, they'll do really well out of it. What, what is Android One? Explain to us a little bit about the difference between Android One and Treble. And yeah. what was the other Android version that was around? Android years ago? Go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a. 
so there's a few different things. I mean, in the old days, of course, um, there was the Nexus project, which was effectively Google's idea about how um, their operating system should look and a nice, pure design. What they decided to do is split it effectively into three for um, the top ends, the medium ends, and the low ends. For the top end, they produced their own devices in the Pixel range, obviously Pixel and Pixel 2. The mid-range, what they decide to do largely, it doesn't have to be mid-range, but it's kind of targeted more at the mid-range, is to have what's called Android One, where each OEM um, makes a pledge to abide by the rules of Android One, having a fairly stock build of Android, maybe a few little tweaks, but not too much, um, and saying that they're going to support the build of Android for two years for major updates and three years for security updates. So if you buy an Android one device, that's what you get. Two major OS upgrades uh, and three years of security upgrades. So is it safe to say that Android one is pretty much the new Nexus? Yes, exactly. It is more or less the new Nexus, apart from Nexus was kind of designed by Google, whereas Android One can be designed by anyone. For example, on the table here, I've got my Xiaomi Mi A1, which is an, uh, an Android One device. Um, in terms of hardware, um, Google themselves didn't have much of an input or any input, but in terms of software, uh, they have to abide by the rules of Android One. And then the third prong to this is the low end for I suppose you could call it developing countries, not emerging markets is a correct term, yeah. Um, which, <laughs> which is called Android Go, well, it used to be called Android Go, slightly modified now, um, which is effectively a stripped down version of Android. Um, so it doesn't have um, as much stuff in the base operating system and all the apps are very optimized for um, memory and CPU overheads and really data. Really with data, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. Use, yeah. So that's the idea. You know, if you're in um, a country where data is expensive and you're in a, a country where your income isn't such that you can go out and buy um, like a Pixel device, then an Android uh, Go device is perfect, you know. Um, Low-end specs, cheap prices, but you still got all the security updates, you still get all the OS updates. Do they run um, stripped-down apps as well? That's right, stripped-down yeah. apps and stripped-down operating system. So they can run in effectively half a gig for memory. Pretty that much. Is a, that's an excellent strategy. Isn't yeah. it, 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 not only does it allow mobile phones to be commoditized, but safely. You know, there's no there's no corners being cut. That's a very good point, yeah. yeah. Safely is, is a very good point. As, as you say, you get all the updates, yeah. all the security stuff. Uh, the trouble up to now is that um, OEMs in the low ends of the market have had to kind of hack together something that will work okay. And they still have to have all the bloated applications that Google have in the Play Store, rather than heavily optimized applications. Mm -hmm. So it, it does work out well. Are the apps effectively web apps then? Because no, Steve was on about some Google Maps app you can now run on Windows through Edge. I wonder if that was related somehow to the Android Go project, or there is something think else. So. I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm. One of the other things that, just to go back to what Andy was saying before, about um, you know my, my experience with the, with the iPhone and, and the Google phone, um, one of the things was the keyboard. And one thing I noticed was when I type on the, when I type really quickly on the, on the, on the Pixel, if I make mistakes, it seems to look at the context of the sentence and make adjustments based on that. Whereas the iPhone was looking at the 
the, the, the word that I was that yeah. I was going for, and it would try and give it its best guess if, if it was autocorrected. But it didn't look at the context of the sentence, so that it could be a completely foreign word, not foreign, but you know what I mean, a completely... Um, out of place. Yeah, out of place word, completely inappropriate, but it spelled it correctly. So, yeah. and that, that for me was, you know, and I used a swipe key, but I know that there's a, obviously Gboards available on iOS now, I'm aware of that, but um, no, I just, there was lots of little things that, that made me, it used to be that when I tried an Android phone, when I was predominantly an iPhone user, I would put my SIM card back in the iPhone and be like, right, I'm home. Like, like putting your feet into a pair of slippers, your old slippers, or, or, or sinking into your old armchair or something. It was familiar and it was really comforting. Whereas that feeling to me came when I put my SIM back in my Pixel 2XL. Is that because the 10 is so very different than, say, the 6s, the 7s, and 8s? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> I think I think the iPhone 10 is excellent in every single way that makes an iPhone great. Um, it's it's not. I mean, Leon and I were talking about this on the way down. They've done something in, in, in a way like they're kind of doing with cars now. In that, if you look at the central uh, center console of a car these days, it's very similar from the top of the range to the bottom of the range. Whether it be the the you know the, the seven seater the top of the range to the the micro car at the bottom that is it's done for economies of scale and things like that at the factory but it's, it's kind of when you use an iphone 10 you pick it up and if you're an iphone user you are 100 percent completely at home straight away straight in, yeah. and it really doesn't take long to figure out the gestures they're really intuitive and they're, they're excellent too but for me there's just a few areas where i preferred the google experience and one of those was siri I mean, I have no idea. When, when the Siri team turn up to work at 9 o'clock on a Monday, <laughs> I have no idea what it is that they're doing. They must week. be so fed up, mustn't they, that they were so far ahead and now are so far behind. But we were also talking about this on the way, on the way down in the car, weren't we? Back to when, photos, in a sense. Yeah. When, when, um, when Siri was put on the iPhone initially, it was dumbed down slightly from the company because Apple didn't, Apple didn't invent Siri. Siri was a company on its own, wasn't it? Forget what they were called. They still do Dragon Dictation. Yeah, they, they were bought out, weren't they? Yeah. 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 And they actually dumbed it down slightly to go on the phone. They removed some features. But since then, I mean, they've made their voice better. They've, they've integrated with a lot of different things. And it's still excellent for doing things on your, on your device. But on the way down... You still you can't say? ask who the Android was in the first yeah. Alien film. Yeah. It's just Leon asked a know. simple question. Who was it, what was the name of the Android in the first Alien film? And his Pixel told... Not only did it say what the name was, it also said they're in alphabetical order. So the first one in the first film was called Ash, <coughs> then B for Bishop in the nice. second one, and C for whatever he was I called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, is that because Google have that massive ocean of data to that's work on? It doesn't matter how much you invest in Syria, I feel like that they're always going to be at a, at a disadvantage. Right. Yeah, because it is just like the fact that Syria literally really shrugged and yeah, farted. Syria just said, no, I'm sorry, I have no idea really, I can't help you. Didn't, didn't even, even do a website. No, didn't even say this is what I found on the web. It's because like, that's given up. Never mind the people working on the project. So, Even yeah. Siri can't be asked anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. can it? The question is, which of us has Cortana installed on our phone to be able to ask Cortana? What's Cortana? Is that still a phone? Is that? Who? Exactly. Who? It's a game. Says Mr. Windows. Is that the thing from the Halo games? That's it. That's it. The woman from the Halo games. So, so slightly changing the subject, which of us has any inclination to try the Galaxy S9? I don't. 
And I've got a trial one. What do you mean by trial? You mean buy it and then send it back three days later, or do you mean? No, no, 14 one. days later. <laughs> <laughs> so in my case, buy it, decide I don't like it, and forget to send it back. Right? 15 days later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so the, the S9 isn't sort of ticking terribly many. I mean, if I have to choose, I'll go for the big oh, one. Are we expecting that Steve turns up with his, his S9, which today's piston developed a mysterious failure to unlock fault? Uh, are we are we all expecting to go? Oh wow! We'll just chuck all the phones on the table in the bin and go for one of those tomorrow. No. The thing that puts me off Samsung is not not hardware. I think they make really nice hardware. The thing that puts me off Samsung is the fact that I have to wait five months for a security update on a device that costs nine hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed my Note Eight. Yeah, the Note Eight was terrible. I didn't think the camera was as good as it should. To be go with what a, Leon Leon just said about the camera, totally agree with that. And also, even though I'm not that fussy about security updates because as long as it's working it's fine I don't really fast and loose fa- <laughs> that, that was my nickname at school but for different reasons <laughs> is this why you left the country that's why I had to leave yeah to me, to I hope me. customs aren't listening to this no but it's just why you know you pay 900 quid for a phone it should get there's a psychological boost from security updates if I get an update and I know all it is is a security update like I did on the picture that I got the March update Probably completely meaningless. It means nothing to me in in, in, in reality, but yeah. it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Oh, I've got an update. That's really yeah. nice. It's like getting your takeaway delivered or something. But it's, it's a nice, nice feeling because you know that the manufacturer has made the effort to go to Google and say, let's have the March update, let's bring it in. Well, in this case, it, it was Google because it was a pixel. But, but we know, don't we, that the November right. and December updates actually contain some quite important updates mm-hmm. if, you, if you're playing badly. I, I mean, I think if you if you only get stuff from the Google Store and whatever, you're probably going to be pretty unlucky to have a problem from a lack of updates. But I mean, in Leon's right. In the in the UK, the Note 8 got no update at all between right. July and August, December. August and January. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was just before Christmas. It, oh. it, a week before Christmas, we had the November update and then the December update in the space of three days. Oh, this, was a, this was a SIM-free one. And the SIM-free one had the August 5th, I think, patch... And then it got the January patch sometime in a few days into January. I think. When, when, I, when I ditched the, the Note 8 that I got from Leon, um, which was an EE one. <laughs> You're going to regret that. It has to be said that that one had two updates in three days and it hadn't had anything at all for five months before that and that, that really is I mean you're right if you spend it's 900 blue, pounds or something I think, yeah, it's not there's, there's a price really? like if you buy a phone like you buy a phone you know you're going to hack something onto it anyway so it doesn't really matter but you're spending 120 quid and you kind of think well I don't expect to get any kind of love after I've bought this I phone because the they've trouble, obviously had very small margins haven't they so. the trouble with something, someone like Samsung is that they have so many layers of complexity they have Obviously, um, all their modifications to the base Android builds, they have all their other, as Steve was saying, kind of like own first-party apps on there and third-party apps on there. They've got all the carriers to deal with and lots of minor variations of the product. So it makes life a lot more complex to apply these patches. And then they've got all the carriers to go through. So you can understand why they can't do something like Pixel does, mm. you know, and release it straight away, um, just because of the sheer complexity of the situation. But you're right from from a simplistic perspective. You think to yourself, you know, I've paid a lot of money for this, and I'm not getting the same service as I am from a Nokia that costs 150 quid. Yeah, and I think also when you factor in, I mean, they spend more on advertisement than Apple by a huge margin. They've got all that money to earn. As you say, Apple should invest their money. 
Samsung should invest their money in keeping their device up to date, giving people some love, I think, as well. I agree. I think just, just churning out more devices to make more money is not the right thing to do yeah. when you're charging premium prices. And Apple, in that sense, are doing it right. They're charging for a lot of money, but at least they're keeping the devices up to date and they're, yeah. they're keeping the one thing I mentioned before, actually, to be fair to, to Apple, obviously, I've been doing some whinging about pricing and things like that, but none of the phones that we've got here, apart from obviously Richard's iPhone 10 over there, you can't march into a high street store and stay. This is faulty. Can I have another, please? And yeah, they'll just true. give you one. That's true. You know, the, the 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 customer service has to be factored into the price of the phone. I think. Yeah. And and Apple's customer service is second to none. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit more difficult than it used to be, but it's still there and it's still very I, effective. I, I think that's true. I mean, you know, <clears throat> this iPhone 10 is going back into the Apple Store on Friday because I'm having problems making calls with it. Um, and that's actually a fairly fundamental problem with the phone. But it only applies over Bluetooth. But I, I have very little doubt they'll swap it out. There won't be an awful lot of argument, I wouldn't think. Yeah. You try doing that with, with most other phones. Even with Samsung, which are yeah. fairly priced parity-wise. Yeah. I mean, what we'll do, we'll send it off for you, and in about six years you might hear back from yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Perhaps, probably. But maybe we've scrapped it or whatever. You, know, it, it, yeah. it, you, do, you do get something for that, don't you? I don't think there's much detail mm. on that. Well, it's not the same as Apple by a long by a long shot, but I did send my first V30 off to LG to have a look at the screen, and it came back, brand new screen installed, brand new LCD plate, whatever it was, and it's tickety-boo now, and it, it didn't cost me a penny. So that it's not anywhere near as the same as going into an Apple store and speaking to a human being and saying, here it is, there's something wrong with it, blah, blah, blah. You do have to deal with posting it off, waiting, getting it back. But Do you think least, that's a typical experience for I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a bit typical if, if the complaint is legitimate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I had one dead pixel that you could barely ever see or... Yeah. It was, it, I mean, you turn the screen on and go to a dark grey image and it was pretty bad. I've even, always doing that. Even my missus... <laughs> <laughs> even my missus agreed with me, which is saying something, because she, she's not ever going to complain about something like that. but. When they came back to me on, on, on email and said, we are processing the repair, it's got lines on the screen, whatever their kind of designation was for that category of, uh, of, of fault, I thought, well, at least I'm not making it up. But, you know, can you say that for other manufacturers? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, Apple are way ahead of the game. Yeah, Apple, Apple are awesome. But it's built into the price, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. big. It's part, of, it's part of what you post. It's not altruism yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's there and, and it's, it's it's a good a good value add. I buy I buy a lot of phones, and as a result of the use, I've had to deal with a lot of repair centres and such like. It's always the same sort of process. LG is a bit more difficult over here though, because they well certainly when I last used them, they wanted every sort of well, proof you own that device. Well, they want a blood, a fingerprint. Yeah, exactly. They, they want a lot of information. Want a photo of you using the device at some point, at some like yeah, near yeah, the I Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I think it's un unnecessary. You know why? Why do they ask for the original receipt? Because well, they don't want like, to do it. To do they? prove it costs, that you didn't nick it. It costs them money, the doesn't thing, it? They, they don't, don't want, want to do it. it. Right. Because. The thing that Apple factor in is that they're probably going to be exchanging this many devices over this amount of time. They've probably got that information and all their stores have all, uh, well, they don't have all the inventory, but they have most devices to replace yeah. other devices with. They're not locked on the device to T-Mobile or wherever. Right. They're locked over the air so that yeah. they can carry the same device and just link it to a given network. Yeah. So there's, there's those sort of factors involved. What a lovely chat. Excellent. So, it's been, it's there you great. go. With, 
it's probably time we wrapped it up for, for I've time. Finished, I've nearly filled this bottle up, so I've yeah. been able to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't everything just yeah. constantly?